What's going on, everyone? You're listening to the Asian MMA Podcast, where we talk about anything and everything going on in the world of Asian MMA. Today is a little bit of a different episode. I'm actually going to be talking about what went down at the most recent One Championship. Because I have here with me my friend Leon Jennings from the Asian Persuasion MMA website, who is actually there. He travels to every one of them, pretty much. Right, Leon? Pretty much, yeah. And, and covers them live. And so since he's here in Bangkok, I was like, Let's grab some dinner, and then we're going to do, do an episode of the podcast and just talk about what went down last night at 1. And he was like, great, fantastic. So here we are. Leon, thanks for coming on. That's all right. Let's do it. Yeah. You know, I, I wasn't, I'm going to say beforehand, I wasn't super excited about this card. I didn't even come out to Impact last night. One, because Impact's in the middle of nowhere, right? And I mean, you, you stay near there because you actually, you're based in KL. Um, it, it's a far trip and it's hard to get back if you don't hire a driver. So I was just like, I'll, I'll watch it on YouTube. And because if you don't live in the U S you're fortunate because one streams all their events, which I think is phenomenal. Uh, you were there though. You said it was a packed house last night. Packed house, great atmosphere. They gave away a lot of tickets then. <laughs> <laughs> well, the atmosphere is, is amazing. And yeah. there's a big, big event in Lumini stadium as well last night. So they were competing against that. So yeah. And I will say this, though, that uh, one, production-wise, if you've never been to a one championship event and you're a fan of MMA, even if you've been to a UFC event, you've got to go to a one championship event because the production is through the roof. The intros, the, like, the screen, like, it looks good on TV, but you really do experience something different when you're there at a live one event, in my opinion. I agree. Yeah, you've got to. You've got to try at least one. I, I've been. I've been to the UFC live, and it's it's a great atmosphere. It's cool, but it, it's nothing. Nothing like a, a live one event. And uh, I was. I've been to one of the events in Singapore about a year ago uh, when Angela rematched um, May Yamaguchi. And I, 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 people, all the listeners are probably sick of hearing me say this. I really feel like May got robbed. I know you do too, because I saw your interview with her after. Actually, we were sitting next to each other in press room. We talked about this. But well, I'll sit on the fence a little bit. I mean, you, you asked her straight out, like, oh, did you feel you had, and I could, we talked about it beforehand, the way you asked her, like, I, it's got to be an Angela Lee's contract. She can't lose a decision in one championship. Well, it was about two halves, really. Angela definitely won the first half. May definitely won the second half. I, I disagree. I, I think, I, I would say it was two thirds to a third. And, I don't know, again, another thing I disagree about with the scoring and all of this, but we're not talking about that fight tonight. We're talking about what, what went down last night. And like I said, I wasn't super excited about it. And I ended up like really being captivated by the fights on TV because it was what I called, and I was wrong, I called this like a third-tier card. And it, it turned out to be some, with the exception of the main event, which I thought was incredibly one-sided, and we'll, we'll talk about that. In the co-main, which was turning out to be <laughs> fight of the night, I until we'll talk about what happened. Um, it was a really good card. I, I want to start by talking about uh, Janet Todd, who made her debut and with a Muay Thai fight. And, you know, dominant performance. Well, she fought Stamp Fairtax in a Muay Thai for the, for the belt. Oh, that's right. No, she, no, was that K1 or Muay Thai? That, that was Muay Thai. Last Muay Thai. night was kickboxing. That's right, right, yeah. So she got the win, yeah, and... Impressive fashion. It looked fantastic. Yeah. The stamp's a beast, too. I yeah. mean, and that was, that's right. That was what? Uh, that wasn't that long ago, was it? Where her and Stamp fought for the belt? That was, it was in Singapore. So I think, yeah. was it? Right was before it, Tokyo? 
yeah, I think around February time. Yeah. Stamps. Yeah, February, yeah. It's funny because they showed Stamp. I know you didn't see this last night, but uh, watching on, online, Stamp was there. And so they, they pan to her. If they're not showing Rika and Shannon sitting together. They're showing Stamp. And uh, Stamp is like the most bubbly, like, you know, cute little monster killer individual that, that there is. But yeah, Janet Todd looked phenomenal last night. And it, at one point, she kicked um, uh, who her opponent was... Uh, Wang uh, Ching Long. Yeah, Wang Ching Long. She kicked her, and she just bent over and, like, I can't do this. For me, the, the night was kind of summed up by the kicks. There's Janet Todd's kicks, and there's Rod Tangs, and there's Nongos. Ah. I don't even want to talk about it. It hurts me to talk... You're right. It was, it was a night of kicks, but, I mean, it was also a Muay Thai-heavy card. Yeah. Only a handful of MMA fights on the card. And, you know, I, I think we'll, we'll talk about, um, let's talk about Adrian Pang and, and his fight against uh, Kazuki because I, I, the first time I saw Adrian fight live was when he beat Peter Davis. And in doing so, he broke Peter Davis's face. And I, if you guys don't know, Peter Davis is a gorgeous human being. It should be a crime to break a bone in that man's face. But he literally had to get a steel plate put in his face to fix the damage Adrian Pang did. And Adrian, Adrian Pang's a monster. And he looks like a monster. He looks like a little compressed version of the Hulk. But, you know, it seemed like he couldn't pull the trigger last night, maybe. Or at least, like, he wasn't getting the strings of damage that I'm used to seeing him get. He's fighting another tough guy, and yeah, he was having his typical fight. I mean, yeah, he, he, he yeah, he, but usually he turns it on and it doesn't stop. And it seems like that that on switch kept stalling on him. Yeah, I mean, obviously the, he, he wouldn't want it to end that way. No, so yeah, if you guys don't know, the fight ended uh, with a stoppage because Adrian got a cut. Rated Doctor Stoppage. Doctor yeah. Stoppage. Um, and. I, I've often made the case I think one stops it a bit too quick on cuts. I didn't actually see the cut, but you saw Adrian today, right? I spoke to him this morning, and considering... How'd the cut look? He was bandaged up, and he was wearing uh, sunglasses. So it was probably bad. Probably bad. He said, yeah, he said the cut was bad, but he said the, the, the blow he got was directly on the eyeball as uh. well. It wasn't around the outside that you normally get. And for someone as tough as Adrian to not complain and to not say I, I wanted to carry on yeah you know he was in pain he, he said the pain was phenomenal yeah i said i spoke to said it's a little bit like the eddie alvarez yeah it, we, we're not used to seeing eddie alvarez almost kind of give in mm. again if i guess if you get your eyelids split in half i guess that might even make the toughest of men yeah um, it, but i mean one of the things that i felt last night was that kazuki was really uh really really controlling that fight and, and really touching up Adrian quite a bit. And it felt like every time Adrian started to get a little bit of momentum, it stalled out on him, and he wasn't able to, to close. And, you know, I, I had that fight picked wrong. I had Adrian just kind of smashing Kazuki into uh, oblivion, like I've seen him do many times, and it didn't happen. Well, I thought Kazuki might be the perfect opponent. I said that to Adrian when yeah. I spoke to him the week. I said most of his wins have come via TKO or KO. Mm -hmm. Most of his losses have come through KO. KO or TKO, so I was thinking he's probably going to stand and brawl, which is exactly what Adrian Pang wants, mm. but he did actually go for quite a few takedowns, mm. so he, was definitely, he wasn't too keen on uh, going toe-to-toe -to -toe with, with uh, Adrian, although mm. he didn't have much choice at times. Yeah, I, 
it's funny because I think Adrian's a BJJ black belt, and I don't think I've ever seen him like do extensive groundwork. I mean, I know he trains it, but I think he just loves to go out and bang. And like you said, he is an old school brawler. He's like what forty four, forty one, forty one. Yeah. Now another bout on the card that that I really enjoyed was uh, Pongsri versus uh, Robert Catalan, a uh, Robin Catalan, and uh, Pongsri looked phenomenal. Looked did look good, really yeah. good. Yeah. Coming into this, and you know, I, I've seen Pongsri fight all over Thailand. You know, and he, he's got like some ridiculous amount of Muay Thai fights as well. And was he twenty one or twenty? He's he's super I, I, I young. I think he's as young as he. He's got a baby face, isn't he? No, but I think he's, he. I think he is like uh, early twenties though. At, at the oldest. Isn't his nickname the baby face assassin? Baby face assassin, yeah. But Pongsri is. He's got a little. He had a little mustache going on last <laughs> night. If you, I don't know if you saw that uh, in the arena. Kind of had like a little like a uh, apprentice pimp mustache going on. <laughs> it looked a little shady. <laughs> but um. Maybe he's lucky Tash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he looked. His movement looked great, and uh, you know, just on the ground, he looked fantastic. I mean, he's with Tiger now. Yeah. So George Hickman. Yeah, George now. Hickman, he's and did um, a great job, yeah. yeah, and I mean, Hickman's a beast, and oh man, it's just yeah, he he looks so good. Whatever he's doing down there is working for him. Yeah, I mean, I chatted to him this week, is talking to him about uh, Khalil Roundtree. Yeah. Roundtree, how phenomenal he looked last time out, and obviously had George Hickman in his corner. He's been training out of Tiger. Yeah, they've, they've got some, some killers in that gym. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a big gym down there. They, I, I think those are just guys. I'm sure you've seen the, uh, the videos they put online of yeah. people training and, like, showing up and just Muay Thai coaches beating the piss out of people. And I, I forget who I was uh, listening to on Rogan where he said he showed up without shoes. Oh, that, yeah, it's because of Roundtree. Yeah, Roundtree, yeah. And, uh... and it's actually <laughs> Timothy Nastukin who just yeah. beat Eddie Alvarez. He's been he's yeah. training there. Yeah, Timothy Nastukin, though, Nastu, he's, uh, he, he looked phenomenal in that Alvarez fight. Yeah. I, you know, I knew he was going to be a tough fight. I did not expect to see him just shut Eddie down. But yeah, Roundtree, when he was talking about he showed up without shoes, and they were like, okay, go run. Eight kilometers. <laughs> this, is, this is your warm-up. Yeah, you know how hot that asphalt is out in Phuket, man. It's no joke. <laughs> I thought we running in Copanyan and it's a little more south, but yeah. Yeah. Still hot. Puts hairs on your chest. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, that, that was a great fight. I was just like so impressed with his movement, his strikes, and you know those knees. And it, you, one thing, Pongsri's clinch work. You know that Muay Thai background. Just you saw how dominating that was. How absolutely dominating. I did, when you were watching it, was press row to the uh, to the right of the walkout again. It's it's always, always, always on the left. The left. Well, well the, right if you're facing. Right if you're facing yeah. the state. The, uh, yeah, but if you're facing the walkout to the yeah, left. Yeah, this time we were by the behind the commentary team. Oh wow. Steve Dawson and uh, Mitch Gilson, Yeah. That's cool. Because the okay, technical, the media box is that side. So always before. Yeah. We wanted to interview someone. We got to walk all the way around. Yeah. They, they finally thought, well, should we just put them near the media box? <laughs> Good, good call. But yeah, so it was interesting being that side, seeing a completely different side of the yeah. thing. No, the uh, no Chevello last night. No, he was, he was under the weather last week. Yeah. Carter, and I think he just wants to make sure he's. He's good for Singapore. Singapore, yeah. No good night, Irene's. No. Is it? 
That's one of my favorite things when he says it. He says he'll say it like thirty times. Yeah. And I only heard two point six million a billion potential viewers like twice last night on the broadcast. I was surprised. <laughs> but you know what they should have said was because Bangkok has about twelve million people, there's probably a potential gate of twelve million people. Yeah. <laughs> Potentially. Potentially, yeah. But yeah, Pong's a great fight. Um Rot, but we got to talk about one of the Muay Thai fights, Rotang and uh, Salk. Rotang is an animal. Oh, my God. He is an animal. But how, how, how big are the balls on Salk to come out for the second round after? I thought he had a broken leg after the first when he couldn't stand on it. There was so much heart showing on that card. Yeah. Like I said, there's a few one-sided contests. And they just... I, I, Oh, I was wincing looking at some of them. And Sock was a, was a quick finish. They got into the second round, and pretty much Rotang by that point knew the leg was, was done, and he just worked it. But the, the damage he put into that leg in round one, I mean, I literally I thought it was broken when, when Sock tried to get up after that knockdown and uh, could barely get his foot under him. And then he, he came out walking in the second round, like, fine, until he took a few more hits, and he was like, ah, it's not going to happen. Um, but yeah, leg kicks for leg days. kicks, and like some Crazy. of them, like right on the knee, and just like that whipping Muay Thai shin on knee, and just socks leg was just buckling. I see next to the couple of Cambodian uh media, yeah, and obviously they were there for sock thing, and um, yeah, they were just they were they, they said before they thought our oh, rod tang's probably going to be too strong, but, probably, <laughs> yeah, but I think yeah, when a bit more one sided than uh. Cambodian fighters that I've seen fight have been gritty and tough always. And there's a bit of a, there's a bit of a Cambodian thing going on at the moment with yeah. uh, their fighters coming through the ranks. And yeah. yeah. Meza Mule is one of my favorite guys to watch. Yeah. Um, Ty Riddy, I think, coaches both those guys. Yeah. I, I he's like a he's a straight Brooklyn guy. He's like from New York and uh, he's a Cambodian American, but I just love him. He he is like one of the best personalities in the in the game in in Asian MMA. Uh, if you you've met him before, right? I don't think I've met him. No. No. Uh, you you, you gotta you gotta get out to Phnom Penh and and check those guys out, man. Yeah, I need to. And I know one doesn't go out there. Uh, they haven't been out there in a few years. No, I'm they have been they, before though. Yeah, I'm hoping they go back. Uh, that go back at some point. Mm. Now, one one of the fights I really um was impressed by. Was a uh, Sato versus uh, Mark Abalad, Alabado, Alabado, Ab- Abalado. Fairtex. Uh, yeah, yeah, Mark Fairtex. Fairtex. Yeah, <laughs> much easier to say Fairtex, <laughs> Abalado. Um, but Sato looked phenomenal. I, this is probably the worst I've ever seen Mark look. To be honest, like his timing was bad. And usually, I'm I'm really impressed with Mark. I've I've watched him fight for years out here in Thailand. But Sato was just. He would disappear, and Mark couldn't connect, and he, he would just touch him in, in ways that, you know, phenomenal, and the takedowns, and it, it was almost like, and Mark has been a, a beast, I mean, he's, he's had a bit of a run, right? Like, I think he's, well, he's been about a six-fight win streak. Yeah, yeah. And, and for Sato to make him look like he didn't know what he was doing is, yeah, oh my god, I, I, I want to know who Sato's fighting next, because that's, the, just the way he moved, the way he looked, I gonna be something special yeah oh man and of course that brings us to our our co-main 
Well, I, I should ask you though, what do you think of Mark, you know, kind of being off off timing? It's difficult to tell, really, sometimes from the cage side, but uh, they say Sato looks so good. Yeah. Was it, was it him? Was it Mark not being quite up to his normal standards or a bit of both? I think it's, it's, it's got to be a bit of both. I mean, because Mark, what I've seen in his last couple of fights, has just been a monster. And he just looked, maybe something was off. Maybe he had a bad camp. I don't know. I don't know if you got a chance to talk to him. No. After? No. Um, also, the other thing is, you thought it was maybe an early finish. Was I, I thought it was a I definitely, finish. I definitely thought it was a, an early stoppage. And my producer, Emily, was watching it at home, and she actually messaged me. She's like, that's early. And I was saying the same thing to my girlfriend. I thought I, it was okay. I mean, I just thought he, he, he just... He, he just was just covering up for too long. It looked like it wasn't just waiting for it to... For it to die yeah, but like down. nothing, la- like maybe a like got a, through, a few but... got through, but not enough to justify that stoppage. Yeah. Oh, and, saw... you, and you saw him pop up and argue about it right yeah. away. I, I mean, and I, I think that was offensively early. Like I said last week, I thought the Yushin stoppage was a second early. Like he could have, you could have given him a second or two more. Um, but I, I wasn't offended by that stoppage. Like I, I can live with it, right? Like either way. This one I found offensively early, and I, I thought like you, you got to let it go. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's it's difficult to get a grasp of it sometimes from case side, mm. with the, particularly with this side we were we had the door there. Yeah, but the I think the, oh, uh, that's always tough. Yeah. yeah, when you're looking through the door. Yeah, I, I was speaking to someone coming the media guys up. They thought it was early as well. Yeah, but I thought at the time it looked. It's okay to me. Yeah, I would say rewatch it. I mean, I, I rewatched yeah. it this morning uh, before I went out to a, a class, and I was like, I still think it, it, it. Like, listen, that one was like to the point that it was like offensively early. Uh, listen, with the Yushin one, I'm like, yeah, it, it was early, but am I mad about it? No, I just think it was early, like a little bit, like. A, but and I don't think in the Yushin one, I don't think it would have changed the outcome, and that's why I'm not like offended by it. Like, it, it was just a little early. I would have given him a bit more chance, but with with you know, that stoppage last night, I was like, oh, <clears throat> not a lot was landing. He might have been able to like spin out, get a leg. I don't know. Something could have happened there. Yeah. To me, it just didn't look like he was going to do anything. It, but we don't know because he didn't get the opportunity. Yeah. You know, and that, that's, it's a fine line. That, that was, for me, though, the one little, like, well, not the one, the, the, the co-main was the, the big thing, but. On the MMA side, that was like the the one thing that that just kind of like uh, I don't know, but Sato, Sato, yeah. great. I want to see what Mark does when he comes back. Yeah, and I know he'll be back, and hopefully he'll get he'll get a good fight. But I really want to see what happens with Sato if he continues with that type of movement and and his ability to to control range like that. Would be nice. <laughs> he he could give a lot of guys trouble. Yeah. So, next up, we had, it was a uh, K1 rules uh, bout, championship bout with Petchdam uh, versus uh, Ellis Mahmoudi, which, this was turning out to be fight of the night. Yeah, it, it was kind of... It was going in that direction. It was going the same direction as Sam A versus Jonathan Haggerty last week. Which was a phenomenal fight. Which is phenomenal, yeah. Uh, and, I mean, that fight, I was on the edge of my seat the whole time. And with this one... I. 
It, but what's crazy about this fight, the very first strike that lands gets a yellow card because in K1 rules, no, no elbows, which I hate. Um, but it, does, it makes it for a different... I don't hate it. It just makes for a different view, viewing experience. And it definitely changes the dynamics of, of kickboxing versus Muay Thai. But literally, the first strike, and when they showed it on replay, it wasn't an accidental. Did you see the replay in the stadium? Yeah, yeah. It was not an accidental elbow. Like he, he was into it. Um, also, I got to say that uh, um, the entrance by uh, Pechdem was phenomenal. Yeah. Phenomenal. Uh, came out with, uh, he had the shark come out, and then he came out with a purple jacket and a, a pimp staff and a joker mask and a gold chains and just dance his whole, like, probably like a 10 minute dance on his way to the cage. That was phenomenal. That, 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 were people going crazy when he was doing that live? Yeah, it, it was amazing just how many people suddenly standing up with their phones. Yeah. Videoing it. I mean, it was. I think if I had moments, everyone just thought, wow, this is... Am- mm. All these walkouts are good. Yeah. Everyone was just like, wow. Actually, I thought uh, Rotterdam had a great walkout yeah, with the, well, um, yeah. the time music, and he really took his time, danced really slow, but I love that kind of like that slow, methodical tie dance. That movement is so nice. Yeah. And uh, he, just, he killed it, like swag all the way, but Patchdam really like turned it up to 11. Yeah. So this fight was going great, and I, we were talking about this at dinner. And I think we're, we're not quite on the same page as to who was winning. Where not Without the yellow card, I really thought that um, Ellis was winning. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Oh, yeah. So my, my, my point, I think, was that a lot of people think, believe that it was either equal or pitch down was ahead, mm. particularly going into that fifth. Fifth round. I, I would say that it was close. It was very, very close. I think Ellis was ahead. And you could tell that uh, Petchdem had been touched up quite a bit. Yeah, I mean, his face, I spoke to him afterwards in yeah. the cage, and his face was, he, I, I said to him about, was, was he tough? And he thought, was anything surprised? He went, he's very accurate. Just look at my face. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, no, it's crazy that, um, it was that <laughs> he jumped up on the cage afterwards. I think there was some confusion as to the outcome. And when he jumped up and the camera was right there, you can see his face was swollen shut. Well, that didn't go down too well. One is because it hadn't even announced a decision yet. Mm. And at that point, I was thinking, I don't think he's even won. No. And I was thinking, this is pretty crazy. Because Elias is getting stretched out. Yeah, he, they, I, they, you, caught that on the, you caught that on the broadcast. Like from a, they, they went to a wide shot, and you just saw him being stretched out. Well, I was thinking, it's going to be pretty crazy. If he's getting stretched out, as his name's been called for being the new... Yeah, the little of Chachi sitting there in the cage with his dick in his hand and a belt on his shoulder. Luckily, it didn't go down that way. I mean, not luckily, but luckily for Chachi. <laughs> and Pechdown, really, because, yeah. yeah, I mean, I think the thing was, like I said, he celebrated before the decision was announced. Yeah, but I think that was just communicated to him poorly. I think his team might have come on and said... because yeah, it looked like his manager, yeah. No one's supposed to run into the cage until yeah. after the official decision. And on top of that, if you've won a contest in that fashion, yeah, you don't generally celebrate. No, it's like my background tennis. If if my opponent quits because he's injured, yeah, I wouldn't start doing cartwheels. <laughs> Rip the shirt off. Yeah. <laughs> so if he'd knocked him out, then but then again, he's only you forget how young he's. Yeah. Twenty, and I guess the the heat of the moment. But 
Yeah. So, I mean, I spoke to his, his team after. They weren't too happy. Yeah. They they want the re, the rematch. Ellis's team. Ellis's team, yeah. How was he? he? He's actually in hospital. They think he's been in hospital for three days. The, 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 the eruption was that bad. So he, it actually ruptured something? I think, yeah. And I think the swelling's so bad, yeah. he's going to have to stay in hospital until the swelling comes down because they can't examine it. Until the swellings come down. So what, did he rupture a vein? Do we think he ruptured an actual testicle? I'm not sure, but I think it's a case of, uh, please God, take away the pain, but keep yeah. the swelling. Yeah, that was, that was a rough shot. I mean, one it of the things was, that they... It they, was bad, yeah. on, on the broadcast, you don't see the injured fighter. So one won't show the injured fighter, just like they didn't show the cut with uh, Adrian. Yeah. So we don't get, as an audience, we don't get the opportunity to judge on TV how bad something is. Well, that did happen right in front of us. and. At first, it like he he wasn't sure they believed in it as a low blow. As he went down to the ground, yeah. he kind of pointed to the screen and go, "Look!" Well, actually, so this was crazy because on the first replay of it, it didn't really look that bad. It looked like it might have caught him on the top coming in, and then on the next replay, it's like it's a different angle, and it's like, "Oh my lord, how is this man alive?" Yeah, so we were, we were talking about kicks, the damage the kicks were doing all night. Yeah. And he took one right on the, the crown jewels. So, so he's a, he went straight from the fight straight to the hospital. Straight to the hospital. And, yeah, he's, he, he's not in a good way, apparently. And they're saying three days. Three days. That's what I think it was his dad I was talking to late, late last night. Yeah. Um, yeah, I wanted the rematch. I think what one are keen on a rematch. Ask Pitch Dam, yeah. what next? Would you consider a rematch? And he basically said he doesn't want a rematch. Well, why would he? He's getting his ass kicked. Wow. Well, I mean, if there was no yellow card, in my opinion, Petchem loses that fight. Yeah, no yellow card. I mean, I, it was close, but I definitely think that he was just getting touched up too much. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought Ellis was getting slightly better for most of the exchanges. Yeah. But obviously, with the kickboxing done on per round, yeah. rather than the mixed martial arts, which is done over the whole, mm. the whole contest. So that gives it a little twist. But yeah, but I, it, if you're judging per round, I still think Ellis wins you know, three out of those four rounds. Yeah, I think definitely Pech Dan was the better man in the fourth. Probably. Uh, a lot of people said he, yeah. he, they thought he won the second. I, I would disagree with that. Um, definitely started strong in the first. Third was very close. Well, yeah, I thought he aged. Again, you start out the very first blow in the fight gives you the yellow card, and so I mean it, it's a no-brainer that Petchnem wins with the yellow card. Um, I, I would love to see them run that back, though. Oh my god! I think they've got to. They, they absolutely have to. That was a great fight. Um, yeah, but I, I didn't know he was still in the hospital. I didn't realize. I was, I, like I said, I only knew he was getting stretched out. I think they said it on the broadcast, and they were saying, oh, it's just precautionary. But then you saw him uh, at one of the wide shots getting brought out on the stretcher, and yeah, it, it did not look in a good way. Well, normally with a low blow, no matter how bad it is, they walk out, and you yeah. think sometimes, oh, oh, he doesn't carry it out. Yeah. Then you hear he's going to be in hospital for three days, you think, Maybe that stretcher was yeah, was good idea. Yeah, yeah. But, um, is it like bit similar to last week? I think last week was such a phenomenal card in Jakarta. Mm. I had that one kind of blemish with the, the whole Keanu Suba injury. Yeah. yeah, this card was the same. It was an amazing card. 
just a shame about how that the co-main event finished. Yeah, especially if it, uh, hopefully it's not so serious. The swelling goes down, it'll be okay. Let's see, yeah. but can't even imagine. Well, I I, I want to know who's in more pain today, him or Suzuki. And we we get to the main event and I like what you did there. Yeah, you like what I did there. <laughs> um, you, you talked about kicks. If anyone yeah. felt more punishment from kicks last night, it was Suzuki in the main event against Nango. Now, Nango doesn't fight MMA. If you guys don't know who he is, he's an absolute monster at Muay Thai. And, like, when I say monster, like, every time I've seen Nango fight, I'm just like, why does he do this to people? And, actually, I jokingly, I sent a, uh, a message last night to one of the people I know at one. I was like, yo, Nango should probably just show up at the police station and turn himself in for assault because he probably could have ended that fight last night at any moment he chose. Now, Suzuki's a tough dude, don't get me wrong, but it, he was clearly not in the, the same league as Nango on a Muay Thai level. And one of the things that I, I've got to say that I didn't know this until you told me today was that he broke his leg in the second round. And I was like, it, it, it struck me. I was like, oh, my God. He never, he never sat down between rounds. He just stood there and, and was, like, moving. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how bad he broke it. I mean, he certainly wasn't a Keanu Suba. But you said his whole leg was in a cast. Yeah, so like, like a light cast from, yeah. Top a leg. light cast. Yeah. Well, it's quite, you don't see casts very often. Like even Keanu Suba, when he yeah. posted a picture when he got back to Malaysia at the airport, he was in a boot. Yeah, but he probably had boot. surgery to put a pin in, That's right? That's true, yeah. yeah. Whereas, yeah. But um, not where it was Nongo who told me back at the hotel last night. He said that, he told me that he broke, yeah, broke his leg in the second round. And he said he had a cast on this morning. Yeah. And did, did, did he get to see his ribs this morning? I didn't have the heart to ask. I, I just <laughs> congratulated him for having the biggest heart in the world. So if you guys, if you didn't see this fight, Suzuki, by the end of the first round, basically Nango was landing repeated, repeated Muay Thai kicks to Suzuki's left side, his ribs. And he fights Southpaw. So just over and over, and you could hear the slap. I don't know if you could hear it in the stadium. You were close enough. You yeah. probably could. But on, on the broadcast, I was just like, Ugh. and at one point, he started to develop just like black dots on his back from where Nango's toes were continuously just slapping. The color was crazy. I yeah. mean, when Nongla beat Ken Hasegawa in, mm. uh, in Tokyo, it was bad. It yeah. looked terrible. And you said he ruptured a, a lung. And he, broke he his broke, ribs. He broke his uh, ribs and punctured his lung. Yeah. And the bruising and the red and the blood, I think there was blood as well, on Suzuki last night was much worse. It, 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 the black dots that were developing on his back like al- throughout the fight were insane. But, and you, were, you pointed this out to me earlier that he never winced. He would just smile and he would take these. Yeah, he, he just didn't wince. Then in, in the fifth round, he smiled. Or what, he started smiling. I was thinking, this isn't normal. And when he was able to throw punches in the fifth round, I was, I was dumbfounded. Yeah. I'm like, how, how is he moving that left arm? I mean, I, I spoke to his translator this morning and he was saying he, he didn't even really notice them. How? I don't know if it's just pure craziness or the leg or the adrenaline. But I think I mentioned to you earlier, Michael Bisbing said, I think last week yeah. uh, covering the UFC Ottawa, he gets asked a lot. Yeah. Does it hurt when you get punched in a fight? 
stuff you've got adrenaline and everything. Mm. He said, not really, to be honest. But when you get kicked in the leg, you know about it. Like, and when a Thai person kicks you with a yeah. Muay Thai kick, it, it hurts a lot. A lot. So I guess, I, guess, I, don't, I imagine his attention was on his leg. Yeah. But he a, didn't take a ton of leg kicks. Though. He took, he took some. Oh, sorry, not leg kicks, yeah, but still kicks yeah. I mean, to the body. But yeah. I, I, well, no, but the, whatever, what, however he damaged Bro- leg, However he broke it. In the second round, yeah, obviously. Oh, well, my God. Yeah, I mean, you can't imagine. Anyway. He's still smiling this morning. And to me, it was kind of an anticlimactic main event, only because it was so one-sided. But it was a technical clinic on Nongo's part. Yeah, I mean, you can appreciate it from that side. I yeah. mean, it was Nongo's most dominant performance in one. By far, four, by far. Four wins out of four. It's all going to decision, though. Um, I think it's that classic Thai, Muay Thai style, though. The thing is, I mean, I, I, again, I slightly disagree with you the fact that he could finish at any moment. Because I think he could have. The thing is, though, I mean, should the referee have stopped it? I mean, like I said, Suzuki wasn't wincing. Yeah. He was able to carry on. His best round was the fifth, but he just thought, I might as well just go for it. And he started throwing more punches. But on the other hand, but, but, but say, someone's doing that much damage to themselves and they're almost too brave, tough for their own good. But, but say Nango turned it up one or two notches in the second round. Yeah. I think he could have... He could have. He was turning up, but then also, part of the reason his whole ribs was damaged so much because yeah. Suzuki was just covering his head. Yeah, and just taking shots. And just to... taking shots there. So even if he was taking it, his arms would have blocked the head kicks. He, yeah, was, but he just kept getting repeatedly banged. Bang. I don't think he was going to start checking leg kicks from Nango, though, if Nango just chopped his uh, legs away. No, but... Either way, I mean, it was, it was, it was brutal. In, it was like a horror film almost to watch. Yeah, I agree with him. I mean, Nongo looked like he was having a whale of the time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, maybe he didn't want to finish it. Cause maybe, he, maybe he was just like, ah, I'm, not, I'm getting paid. I might as well work for 25 minutes or 20, uh, 15 minutes. <laughs> 25? No, it was three-minute rounds. Oh, yeah, it's three, yeah, yeah, 15, three yeah. times three, yeah. Three times five. Two times five, yeah. yeah. So, uh, um, Moitai, yeah. But, I mean, for, for Suzuki, those have to be incredibly excruciating three minutes. Yeah. And then a broken leg for... Essentially, nine of those, fifteen. Yeah. Oh man. Well, I mean, over. I mean, I, I wish the the co-main had gone the distance with Pechnam. Um. That, like I said, that would have been fight of the night. Uh, the yellow card probably would have sealed the fate ultimately, the way that the it was rounding out. Uh, if Pechnam kept that momentum going. Uh, Nango, Monster, Sato, phenomenal. Yeah. And what well, I forgot to mention, Rod Tang Rod facing Tang. Jonathan Haggerty. Oh, yes, yeah, that, they, they confirmed that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so That's Rod Tang. Be oh, my God. Amazing. The way those two fight? Yeah. Yeah. Whew. But they, they didn't say when that's going to be, right? No. I mean, that literally is agreed in the, in the cage. Well, they... they I guess he said that through the translator, through a Kwong, and uh, someone said that Chatry, the, the commentator team said Chatry screamed out, let's do it, from cage side. I think we, he gave a thumbs up. Oh, man. And, well, Jonathan Haggerty called out Rotang, right, last week? He did, actually, yeah. yeah. And uh, Rotang kind of, he hinted at it, but I don't think he quite outright said it. Man, that, that would be a great fight. I'd love yeah. to see that. They're going back to Tokyo in August? October. October 13th. Love to see that in Tokyo. That possibility, yeah. 
unless they don't want to wait that I mean these these Muay Thai guys yeah they fight so regularly yeah frequently but they yeah I mean October Tokyo cars going to be crazy it wouldn't yeah. surprise me if they slap that, that bad boy on yeah. there oh. we've already got the I know the Grand Prix finals going to be on yep. the card and we got um we've got Angla versus Brendan Vera if yeah. they can make weight well well, two hundred five is heavyweight, right? Ongla, well, light heavyweight. Onglao will be fine because he, he yeah. competes middleweight a lot. But it's a light. He- it's a, the one light heavyweight strap, but it's technically yeah. a heavyweight bout. Oh, right? because of the weight difference. In so, one what's the upper limit on light heavyweight for one though? It can't be two sixty-five. Uh, must be two twenty-five. Maybe, yeah. Good question. Yeah, I'll have to. I'll have to get confirmation on that. Also, Onglao told me that he's gonna be on the KO card in July as well. Before then. What at yeah. middleweight? Yeah, I couldn't get out of him who he's facing, but um, for the weight class. Oh, so was it, what did he say? The weight? Um, I think it's middleweight, but that'd be brutal he, for him. He, he doesn't want to wait till October. You think that's quite a while, so yeah. Um, and that's great for KL. That is great for KL. But, but, Where's that KL card going to be in KL? Where or when? Where? Where? Uh, Which stadium? The Arthur, I think the last couple have been at. Okay. July twelfth. Uh, a lot of stadiums in KL. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I like. The, the, I, I've, I've, I actually, I, I've ref fights in I think three different stadiums in KL. Um, beautiful. I've been to one at two different stadiums in KL. Yeah, yeah. And um, great venues, especially some of them are older, like AC yeah. games or Asian games yeah, yeah. Uh, stadiums. Uh, and good locations for the most part. Yeah. Not, not like Impact. <laughs> but I mean, you know. In Impact, technically, you know, it's not in Bangkok. It, it's just outside. It's a bit like KLIA, KL yeah. Airport. Yeah. It's cool, but it's actually not actually in so KL. It's just like, so, outside of the city. So Wanapun is, is not in, the, uh, in Bangkok either, the airport here. But, I mean, Impact is by far the biggest venue yeah. in Thailand. And it looked like it was a sellout or near enough sellout last night. Last time I was there, I think the entire upper tier was, was essentially empty. And the the two the the other tiers below that were like probably sixty percent, seventy percent. I've noticed last year the crowds have gone up mm. and up and up. You know, it's funny. The first one I went to was packed out. The very first Bangkok show ever I was at. Um, I was I was at the first two in a row, and they had concerts at both of those as well. And so, like the first one was like, the first Bangkok show one ever did was insane. The card was stacked, and they had the two biggest bands in Thailand at the show and it was amazing it was just packed out and it was great fights and you know good music and yeah you know, they've kind of papered off one of the things i, I want to talk to you about and we were talking about this earlier because this card was so muay thai heavy it was strange that it was in a cage yeah i was surprised i i assumed it'd be in a ring it was in a ring last time in bangkok right so yeah, and it was more Muay Thai. It was more MMA heavy. Yeah, and then next week's in a ring, which I would have thought would have been in a cage in so Singapore. I would have thought in Singapore, so I thought it would have been the other way around. But I guess there's some logic there somewhere. We'll have to just I'll have to ask. I, I, yeah, I question. Mean, I'd like to know why Singapore. And maybe it's for Singapore, audience. Singapore's got the. Well, it's got a title fight, uh, yeah. Muay Thai in the, the co-main event. We had two. It? We had two title fights of Muay Thai in a cage yeah. last night. Yeah. Now, one one of the things I think is is interesting about Singapore is they probably actually sell the tickets for that event. 
And uh, for people at home who don't know, that one essentially in Bangkok and KL give away probably the vast majority of the seats. Um, I've actually had people from one contact me to ask me to give away tickets to try to, you know, to fill seats with like different groups or whatever, you know, and it, I think it's important for them to have a full stadium. And also you got to keep in mind that in, in a lot of these markets, they're trying to expose the audience to the sport, right? So there were MMA shows in, in Bangkok before one, never one on that scale in a big stadium, right? So. It's one of the things that, that makes sense when you're trying to expose people to sport, fill the stadium, right? Make it look good for TV. But in Singapore, that stadium's small, for one. And I think the market's a lot more mature for the sport. So they probably sell out quite a bit. And I bet you that the ring has a lot to do with the visibility of the attendees. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. I would say that, that's... Is the, is the Singapore ring, uh, indoor stadium small? Compared to Impact, yeah. Yeah. What's the capacity at? I, I don't know, but I, I mean, I've only been to Indoor Stadium twice in Singapore, and I both times I was like, this feels really small. Pretty sure it's got about 15,000 capacity. Really? I think so, yeah. They're always quite deceptively big now because the way they're designed, where everyone gets a good spot, yeah. a good view, makes it, I guess, makes it look a little smaller. But Actually, I would say press row at Singapore is probably some of the better seats. Like, people would pay a lot for those seats at press row. Yeah. Um. You're like right by the entrance and like right behind the cage. Yeah. It's a good seat. Um. Yeah. I know. It felt small to me. Indoor stadium felt small to me. Yeah. Especially compared to Impact. I'll tell you next week. Yeah. Let me. Yeah, yeah. Let me know what the capacity. Is. I think. I think Impact is around thirty-five. It's not. Yeah. Because the O2 in London is about twenty thousand. That's one of the biggest indoor stadiums in the world. Yeah. For Impact probably. About 15 as well, I'd, I'd think. I think 15, no, 000. I think it's like in the 30s. Plus. And it, keep in mind, it goes yeah. up like four or five tiers. Yeah, it won't be in the 30s. 30s is huge. But, well, we have, we have the power of the internet. Because if you ever look at the, the US Open Stadium tennis, that's about 22, 20 and a half, I think. And that's an outdoor, and that is massive. That is huge. Okay. So... Plus, they won't have that many tickets for one as well because some of the some of the stadiums cut off for the for the ramp and the, mm. the big screen. Well, I hate to tell you this, but one of us is right and one of us is wrong, and it's unfortunate that I'm the wrong one here. So it's a, about eleven thousand at impact. Yeah, I thought so. it was considerably bigger, but what what I was thinking of, I'm looking at this, is actually the capacity with the convention hall. Right. So they yeah, can maybe, they yeah. can actually fit like fifty thousand people in the convention hall with the stadium. Yeah. But yeah, the stadium seats 11. Now let's look up uh, Singapore Indoor Stadium. Now, you've been to, other than last year when we were there together, how many times have you been to Singapore? Um, two or three plus a UFC event, yeah. What did you think of the UFC there versus one there? Um, not, wasn't, there's was a lot more empty seats for the UFC event. Really? Yeah. Well, I don't think UFC gives any away. So, indoor stadium in Singapore is 1,000 more capacity. 12,000. Yeah. yeah. Which is weird. To me, it feels much smaller than Impact. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely is a small-feeling stadium. It's more modern. Like I said it's more modern, so I guess. Yeah, it is a better design. Yeah. Impact is kind of like really an older, yeah. older feel. No, but I'll tell you what, though. 
when one goes to Singapore with those, those big cards, it's the equivalent of UFC's fight week in Vegas. When I spoke to Chattery a couple or a few weeks ago now in Manila, he predicted uh, Singapore card will get more views than the Tokyo card. Tokyo got 42 million views. Air quotes, air quotes. He thinks, he thinks Singapore will get more. Well, if he says it, then I'm sure it will happen. Nah. <laughs> yeah. Which is interesting. No sarcasm here, guys. No sarcasm. The, car, the card's strong. I wouldn't say it's as strong as the Tokyo card. But Tokyo guess, card was killer. Tokyo card was crazy. And you had a debut of Demetrius Johnson. And you had the debut of Eddie Alvarez. Yeah. And you had Angela Lee going up to try to capture a second strap. Or title belt. Aligned. Yeah, come on. I mean... The, the, but I guess his point is, every, every event now, the, the fan base is probably growing. It probably grew a big chunk after Tokyo. Because not only was it a huge card, well-hyped, brilliant on paper, it lived up. Again it, was similar, again, it was one of them cards where it was almost like a perfect card, apart from the Kevin Bellingon, uh, Bibiana Fernandez. Yeah, with Rick Hardy jumping into the uh, cage to intervene. That, that, yeah, apart from that, Everything else was kind of brilliant. It seems like I 100% agree with you. Yeah. 100% agree with you. That was the one blemish on that on amazing, amazing day of yeah. about. Yeah. Absolutely phenomenal. And in upsets and in drama and stories, I mean. And it, and it showed, like, obviously, we're in Asia. We know how good these one athletes are. Mm. They're fighters, man. I, They're fighters. I still, get, yeah, <laughs> I still get now, like, when I share an Asian persuasion post about um, one fighter, about how, uh, right, they're rubbish compared to UFC. Like, if it's not UFC in some people's heads, they might as well not even be classed as a fighter. T- tell that to Timothy Nestyukin. Exactly. Yeah. But that, not only that, but then the way... Um, tell it to Abasov. No, I mean, um, Demetrius Johnson yeah. against... Uh, Yuya. Yeah, he put tell a, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. He he put a good fight up there. I mean, that that put one on the map even more there. I think for, for sure. I mean, and the fact that Demetrius had a hard time, but it, to me, the fact that Demetrius had a hard time with Yuya was more shocking than Timothy beating Eddie. To some extent, yeah. I mean, I think most of us knew going going into that card that Eddie would have a tougher, yeah, tougher day. Yeah, anyone who's seen Timothy fight knows that he's a beast. Yeah. And actually, you know, I, I, Abasov too. With, I, I think Yushin kind of slept on Abasov, and uh, which if he did was crazy because yeah. Abasov's a monster. He's a monster. And and Yushin was talking about like he saw all the press leading up to. It. He's like, oh, I'm gonna win that belt. This is just they move up, win that yeah. belt, middleweight belt. Yeah. And not anymore. Not not right now. Anyway, yeah. you, you might do it, but not. Not after that. Uh. Anyway, Leon, I appreciate you taking the time to pop by here and uh, talk to me about the fights last night. Great, great card. I was, I was yeah. shocked. I'm looking forward to next week. Yeah. You're going to be live in Singapore? I'll be in Singapore, yeah. Are you going for the whole week for the Nielsen conference? Uh, probably, yeah. What day is today? I'm flying out Monday straight from Bangkok. So you're, go- oh, so you're going from Bangkok to Singapore? Yeah. Got a press conference Tuesday. Okay. Yeah, the, the Nielsen con- I went to the Nielsen conference last year. It was a lot of really good information. Yeah. Um, numbers, man. Be, be ready to, to think numbers because they're going to talk about, a lot about them. Yeah. 
and enjoy those fights. Well, anyway, guys, check out uh, Leon's work over at uh, APMMA.net. That's the Asian Persuasion MMA news site. He, he covers all the events in, in Asia. You know, he's got tons of information on there. Obviously, he's at one every week. So you're going to get a lot of great video coverage from pre-fight interviews, post-fight interviews, all that great stuff. He's got a ton of that on the site. I watch... I check out a lot of your, especially your post-fight interviews, because you get, you get some good access. Yeah. All right, guys. Until next time, check it out.